0: good news there are investing clubs out there women only investing clubs and on average they achieve annual returns of 32 percent compared to men only clubs of 23 percent
1: welcome to the quiet wealth podcast where we talk about money mindset how not to be broke simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there your host camilla jeffs has been a student of money for over 20 years she started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability
0: Welcome back to the podcast. So excited that you've joined me today and honored that you spend your time with me. I appreciate that so, so much. Today, I'm talking about something that I'm very passionate about, and it's why women must become investors. So every woman can become wealthy. And I believe that. I believe that. And I believe that it just takes some education and some desire and some action to get there. And that's one of my missions is to help women become wealthy. Now, we do have some things stacked against us, right? Most women don't get a financial education until it's too late, after they get divorced or widowed, and then they suddenly find themselves forced to deal with everything at the worst possible moment. Women still earn typically 80% of what men do. And women are the ones hurt most by corporate downsizing. One of the reasons for that is because it takes women on average longer to find another job. um, And they also have to take on the emotional and mental burden of figuring out childcare for all the children and all the pieces that happen. And so that's why it hurts women more than men. And on average, women have accumulated thirty four percent less money in their retirement accounts than men. So that just totally describes me. And the reason and one of the reasons why is that women sometimes start their retirement accounts later than men. And and this is what happened with with me. So you know got married and started having babies and decided that it was in the best interest of the children and the family for me to stay home with those with those babies. And I had five babies in eight years and I took care of them. So that means I had zero dollars in a retirement account. I didn't have one. And I, it wasn't until I went and got my MBA, went back to school, got my MBA when my kids got a little bit older, and I graduated at 38, and then started my corporate career that I started building a you know, retirement account, like a 401k and, and things like that. Well, my husband, he started his retirement account around age 24, so he had about a 15 year uh, head start on his retirement account for me and that's exactly why his account is much larger than mine because of that gap in when you started your corporate career but what I'm going to tell you is that as women today you've got to stop watching and start participating and calling the shots for yourself okay I'm just going to be bold. I, I, there's lots of women out there that will say, well, investing is too complicated. I just don't want to think about it. Oh, my husband handles all that. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's, you've got to stop. You've got to take control of your own financial education. It is so important that you do this because the fact is you don't have a choice. You have to play the money game whether you want to or not. So you might as well win, Right. And that's what I'm here to do, is help you win in the money game. So think about this. As a woman, women typically control 70 to 80% of all purchasing decisions. That's me, right? I control the grocery shopping, I control the kids' clothing, I control all sorts of things that, of the purchasing decisions in my household. So why not control the investing decisions too? One of the things that I did early on in our marriage is I knew that I could not contribute financially to the to the household by having a job, right? Because we had decided that I would be home with the children and, and take care of all those babies and, and love on them, right? And so I, but I still had a very strong desire to contribute financially in some way. And so we decided that I would become the CFO of our family. CFO stands for Chief Financial officer. And as the CFO of our family, it was my responsibility to spend time studying investing and to spend time figuring out budgeting and to spend time figuring out, you know, all of our financial, you know, all the financial instruments that you that you can get, have and, and use. And this was a really important decision and helped me to feel very much a partner in our marriage and and in what we were building together. Because we cannot depend on someone else. You can't depend on a husband or a partner. You can't depend on your parents, your boss, or even the government to take care of you financially. What was true for our mothers and grandmothers is no longer true for us today. My mom will get social security. I am very skeptical that I will get anything from Social Security once I turn 65. And then also, like our parents were had pensions. My father had a pension, which meant a pension is just simply where you if they, the company said, if you work for us for 30 years, we will continue to pay you after you stop working for us. And it was a benefit. And so they, the, the company would contribute so much money into an account every year that you worked for them. And then you get this pension. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. There's no pensions out there. Social security is almost bankrupt. What was true for them is not true for us today. The 401k was a great instrument for them to build wealth. It is not a good instrument for us to build wealth. So we have to do it differently and we have to figure things out differently. Women have to learn to invest so you can secure life for yourselves and for your children. It's just simply not an option, right? The rules have changed and it's time we take control of our financial future. And it's also time to break away from all those stereotypes about women and investing. You cannot use the excuse, that oh, I'm not good with money, or I don't know anything about investing. You have the choice to either accept you have no place in the world of money and investing, or to take control of your financial life. And that's what I'm here to teach you, to help you, and to get you where you want to be. So now let me tell you some good news. There's really good news here. I know I've talked about kind of some bad news, but here's the good news. There are investing clubs out there, women-only investing clubs, and on average, they achieve annual returns of 32% compared to men-only clubs of 23%. Now, why is that? Why does that evidence point to that women are actually very good investors? Well, there's some advantages that we have as women. Some of those are like ego driven, right? We have less ego. We're not afraid to say, I don't know. We're willing to ask for help and to get out there and to figure things out. Also, we're really great shoppers. I was a coupon queen for a long time as part of my contribution to the financial side of our family. I learned how to buy groceries for really, really cheap using coupons, right? I don't do that anymore. I've learned other ways to contribute to our family that are much more powerful than coupon clipping, but it was a great way for me to do that. I was really good at finding, getting shampoo for 20 cents or even free and things like that. And so you're a great shopper. So now you just got to replace that shampoo product with a real estate asset. And then you're going to be a really great shopper and you're going to get really good deals. We're also really good at doing our homework and we're more risk averse. So I am a very, very conservative investor. I am not willing to buy a property that has, for example, it has been burned up by a fire. Now I know investors who make a lot of money going out and buying fire damaged homes, but the risk associated with that is very big because you could make a ton but you could lose it all. And I don't really want to play in the extremes. I'm not an extreme kind of person. I'm more of a in the middle ground. I like to have more predictability in my life, even though life can be unpredictable with five kids for sure. (laughs) But I like to control as much as I can. And in my investing, I want to go after properties that are already 95% occupied, that have already been performing well, that have cash flow coming in from day one, that I can make a few simple tweaks to and make the property more valuable. I'm not looking for a huge return. I'm looking for a slow and steady, stable return, right? I mean, my whole business is called Steady Stream Investments because I want things to be steady. And so we are, you know, women are less risk averse. And then also we learn well from other women. And this was really important in my investing journey. My first 15 years of investing in real estate, I literally thought I was the only woman doing it. And part of that's my fault because I didn't get out and really seek for mentors in the space. But once I finally decided that I was going to take my investing to the next level, I knew that it was important for me to find a female mentor in the space. And I'll tell you what, once I found female mentors, my growth exploded. It was incredible how quickly I was able to open up my heart and my mind to becoming a much better investor. And now I get to be to the point where I can be that mentor for other women. In fact, I'm creating courses right now, and one of the courses that I created already is called Passive Investing Made Easy. So if you are also risk averse and you are interested in passive investing, you can go to my website, steadystreaminvestments.com forward slash masterclass, and you can grab this free course. And the course will walk you through from A to Z all the things you need to do to join a group investment into an apartment complex. Now, here's the last thing that I wanna say on the topic is that it is never too late to start investing and it's never too early to start. Whether you are 55 or 25, you've got to get in the game. You cannot, you know, think about the Monopoly board. If you're just going around and you're collecting your $200 for passing go and you never buy anything, will you win? Nope, you will not. You must buy things. You must invest to win the money game. And like I said before, You have to play it regardless, right? You're being forced to play it because you live here on this earth. So you've got to get involved in the game. And don't worry, I will help you through the way. Just keep listening to this podcast. Share the podcast with other women. It's really important that we get more women in the game so that they can also take control of their financial life. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.